You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. start to the show. I see glares from Brittany Page and flipping me off from across the table. Don't say that. Welcome to I Doubt It. I am your host, Jesse Dollimore, and across from me, with flailing fingers akimbo, is my lovely co-host, Brittany Page. You always say I'm doing hateful things, and I'm very rarely doing hateful things at the start <laughs> of the show, so... Wow, what a way to start. Good to go, everybody. Episode 27. Our 27th episode. June 5th. June 5th. Yes, it is. It is June. Nearly summer. Yeah. Feels like summer in here right now. Yeah, it does. 657-464-7609 is our number to leave us a voicemail if you'd like to be incorporated into the show. As we say every time. But obviously you don't, so cool. Some people do, we just can't incorporate. Yeah. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher, they're still a- eagerly awaiting your profanity-free reviews <laughs> and ratings. Please like uh, our Facebook page and interact with us there. This is becoming... I need just like a code word for all this bullshit that I have to say at the beginning of the show every time. Yeah. And of course Twitter. At Dollamore, at Brittany E. Page, and the ever neglected at I Doubt It Podcast. Blah, blah, a blah, blah, a blah. I'm bored. Super bored. Fuck, I almost fell asleep during that. So, a little bit of news. We... News. We are... News. We are TV freaks. It is... It's just no. the way... It's the way it is. Okay, yeah. There's really no way around it. So, we... Obviously, being TV freaks, we have a full DVR almost always, and we DVR several, many, many, many shows. One of those is Jeopardy. 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 And we love the show. And for those of you who are fans, you will know um, of the lady we're getting ready to talk about. Julia Collins. Julia Collins. Jeopardy Jeopardy Julia. Julia. Yeah. And we are bummed. And if you DVR the show, you should tune out now if you don't know. It's well, no, first of all, alert. you're the only one who cares about spoiler alerts related to Jeopardy. I'd, I don't like spoiler alerts related to anything. It's Jeopardy. It's like, oh, no, you can't spoil the way that Wheel of Fortune ends for me, please. If she's on, if she's on a 20, almost a 20-game winning streak and we move... And I'm behind the curb because I'm behind a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. That's not an irrational thing. Right. It's not an irrational thing. I think thing. it's weird. You're weird. It's Jeopardy. Calm down. Yeah, I feel the same way about Jeopardy, especially when there's someone we're following closely and we've developed an interest in her performance. I thought you were going to say a relationship no, with. I'm I like, oh. Well, that's me, not you. That's- All right. And I don't need your fucking spilling of the beans all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't need it, but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. It's what I get. 
So anyway, if you are a fan and don't know, tune out now. Now they're gone. Uh, let's talk about her. How many times did she win? She won 20 times, a total amount of $428,000. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. And She's the winningest woman ever. Yes, and then second overall. Second longest winning streak. Yes, overall. only to Kenan, Kenan, <laughs> Ken Jennings, who won. Only to Mormon Ken Jennings. Who won 74 times in a row. I think I should do that with everyone, by the way. If I know your religion, I should preface your name <laughs> with your religion. Oh, yes. What a great idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By Catholic, da-da-da-da, mm -hmm. or Episcopalian. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a great idea. Muslim, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Calm down over there. I know. Hannity. So, yeah. So, so that's that's been happening in the in the Jeopardy in our Jeopardy world, and all of our little banter back and forth prior was Brittany spilled the beans. She's searching on her phone and has no bearing whatsoever. She's not able to control emotions and sounds and other utterances that would indicate what she's thinking, and she let out a <gasps> this horrible gasp. Letting me know that Julia had had lost. I also can't lie. So after terrible, I had after I had done lie. that, I couldn't go back and try to say, "Oh, I was," you know, I tried to lie, but it didn't work out. So, but she is awesome. Jeopardy Julia is awesome because she's super intelligent. Every time I watch Jeopardy and there's a woman on, everyone in the room kind of scoffs and says, "Oh, it's a woman," and the men are gonna win. It's just. And statistically, yes, men do, you know, put the boots to the women on the show. But the prior Jeopardy record by a female player is seven wins. So she did awesome, even overall, but, you know, in terms of... She definitely dominated. And she's very, very smart. She's quick on the buzzer. She knows, you know, a wide range of topics. She was just really good. So that gives you a little insight into our TV habits. I mean, there are all the popular bullshit and Game of Thrones and everything else we watch, but Jeopardy is a, it is a nightly event and we kind of compete against one another too. So yeah, it's not really a competition, but you know, yeah, it's, it's tough to beat Brittany page. Mm. So we are sitting in a, there's no transition for this story. There's no segue to be had. We, I guess it, it points to either, our acute hearing that we have together, Brittany and I, or the fact that we we don't hear very well. We were at a, I fancy myself a cook, a home cook, a great home cook, and I, I really enjoy it. Um, I get a lot of compliments and praise from that which I prepare, so I, I would say I do okay. Um, but I like to experiment and do different things, and I was making collard greens, which I love. I love soul food and 
I'm not a thin guy. I'm not a giant fat turd, but I'm well on my way. <laughs> so, so Brittany and I were at the checkout counter, and I we had bags of collard greens. We they were in Albertsons, and the lady we run them through, and the lady says to us, "Oh, do you have a turtle, or are you Jews?" <laughs> That's what both of us heard. Yeah, and I was very confused because I. I thought maybe I just didn't understand what, you know, Jews like to eat. Well, I, I guess on, I was confused. On. Let's let's explain what she actually said. She what she said was, or do you juice? But both Brittany and I, we both heard, are you Jews? Yeah. So I was standing there questioning, well, are collard greens also, are they like bagels and locks? Like, are, yeah, are collard it, greens... Is it like a, a culturally Jewish food? Yes, and I was so <laughs> confused trying to figure it out. Well, well, then I figured it out. Since they're made by boiling a ham hock in with them, it's probably not yeah. very Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, although the lady didn't know how to prepare them, so... Yeah, she was all over the board trying to guess, trying... You're, you're supposed to cover for me while I'm taking a big gulp of water here. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't take a big gulp of water. <laughs> I'm just so parched. It's all that Jew food that we eat. Yeah. So anyway, we I just found that to be funny because we were both like, we were. I didn't know how to stunned respond in silence that not knowing how to respond because you don't want to say no. We're not Jews, and then her say, well, "What? I was talking about juicing." Yeah, I also I thought it was weird that a cashier would say, "Or are you Jews?" I just I was so maybe, confused. Maybe she said, "Are you juicers?" Like juicing. Whatever she said, she was not enunciating. It sounded exactly like she was asking us if we were Jews. Yeah. Anyway, very very funny. We both left there thinking because we had both already figured it out before we left. What yeah. she'd actually said, so we had to conference on the way out to the car. Yeah, to to just talk about a little bit. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, very goofy. So, in other other uh, news, since we have been without internet, I do want to apologize for last episode. We were both dead, dead tired, and it was the second time we had to record the episode because of audio difficulties, recording difficulties prior. So we scrapped the whole episode and then re-recorded and. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. So we have gotten everything up and running. We are now internet and TV filled. Our hearts and souls are are back to normal. Although, Brittany's, I've learned that Brittany is, she gets enraged very easily. Brittany is the type of person that Here would, we go. <laughs> Brittany's the type of person that would love to, well, let's put it this way. She loves technology. Um... Like the Xbox, my Xbox 360 that has to update occasionally, not not often. Every time it updates, she would rather live in an Amish community and throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> it's almost not worth having if it has to update. You know what? It updates like once a week. That is too much. That's <laughs> not how often yeah, it Yeah, it is almost once a week that we turn on the Xbox and it's... <laughs> shutting down and needs an update and then we have to wait for five minutes to turn on the xbox it's because we probably hadn't used it for a week or so and it had to update because of the internet you know what it's too much too they so need... just not have one no we can have one it's just they need to figure out the update sitch 
No, I I think you just need to be more patient. No, I think Xbox needs to take care of biz. Out of the question, huh? Out of the question. Mm-hmm. So. Patience, not my strong suit. In in that vein, I'm glad you repeated it because it creates a little bit of a segue for me. I am very impatiently waiting for the presidential election in 2016. Oh, it's like Christmas. Oh, my God. Well, mainly because, well, and I fancy, my, fancy myself relatively conservative. I, I didn't vote for Barack Obama either time. If he was able to run again, I wouldn't fucking vote for him again. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I didn't vote for Mitt, I did not vote for Mitt Romney last time. But that's neither here nor there. I, I do consider myself pretty conservative. I voted for McCain, you know. Anyway. So can you make us a list of every person you ever <laughs> voted for? Because I, I think we could be, use that. Would be pretty good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could also join in and make a list of who I've voted for because I'm sure that would be very interesting to everybody. All right, all right. We get it. So we kind of put together, we were talking today about it and how interesting it's going to be if your normal, regular characters run again for president this next time. And we, we got a couple clips thrown together of some of the jacker, jackassery that came about from the debates and the different just general campaigning this last time with, well, first of all, we'll just start. Herman Cain, a lot of things. I believe Jon Stewart just did a... I don't. I want to call it a retrospective, but John John Stewart just recently did something on 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 Herman Cain. He's the black elderly gentleman who used to be the CEO for Godfather Pizza, and he he ran for president this last time. And there are many many sound bites of very funny shit that he said because he is he's he's kind of a, your every every man kind of a dude, kind of talks just whatever comes to his mind. He's not doesn't seem to be the most astute po politically. He doesn't really have a firm grasp on foreign policy. He's just not president material. I don't think he's a dumb guy, but he's definitely not president material. And in a one of the one of the debates this last time, he was calling Wolf Blitzer Blitz. For Muslim Americans to get more intensive pat-downs or security when they go through airports than Christian Americans or Jewish Americans? No, Blitz. That's oversimplifying it. <laughs> I happen to believe that if, if you allow our intelligence agencies to do their job, they can come up with an approach. I'm sorry, Blitz. I meant Wolf, okay? <laughs> Blitz, Wolf. <laughs> since, since, we're on a, since we're on a Blitz debate, I apologize. Wolf, what I'm saying is... So, just so everyone knows, every time we see Wolf Blitzer on TV, still to this day... We call him Blitz. We say, oh, Blitz, and we, we mock Herman Cain for calling him Blitz. What I really love... On about, a regular basis, that happens. What I... And news is on almost 24-7 in our house, so... And it so, never gets old. So, so, what's great about it is, after he, he catches himself in mid-answer, he says, oh... I'm sorry, Blitz. I meant Wolf. And not Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. I'm sorry, Blitz. I meant Wolf. So we are looking forward with much anticipation to Herman Cain getting back on the bandwagon 
and starting up a presidential campaign. Especially because that's not even the dumbest thing he's done. But, you know. Well, th this will be, y you're, you're tuned in right now to what will be the greatest presidential campaign election headquarters for news and ridiculous comment. It's going to be really fucking good when, when, once the campaign picks up some steam. Well, seriously, it's like Christmas. We watch all of the preliminary everything. We, you know, we oh, aren't yeah. we aren't the people who just wait for people to get picked and the last few candidates we start, you know, honing in on everything. We follow it from the very beginning. I real I have a hard I have a really hard time believing that um Rents Priebus, or whatever the hell that goofy guy's name is, he's the Republican National Committee chairman. Uh, I don't really, I, I would have a hard time believing he's going to keep his job if they try to pull what they did last time with like 45 fucking debates in the primary. They need to have like three or four debates, not nowhere near what they had last time, because it, it chips away at the credibility and the integrity of the Republican Party. And I mean, they don't. They don't need to be starting from behind. They have enough trouble as it is just based on their policies. They don't need Blitzboy over here fucking everything up. Yeah, for sure. So number two is Rick Perry. It really does look like he's going to step into the ring, throw his hat into the proverbial ring for a run in 2016. And he's a guy who is... He's a sound bite waiting to happen. Oh, yeah, he is. Remember the debate when he listed the three departments of the federal government that uh, he would eliminate? Yeah. Except he only listed two. Oops. And I will tell you, it's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the, um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> Oh, five. Okay. So commerce, education, and uh, the um, uh, EPA. EPA. There you go. No, okay. Let's talk. Let's talk deposition. Seriously? Is EPA the one you were talking about? Or? No, sir. No, sir. We were talking about the um, agencies of government. EPA needs to be rebuilt. But There's you no can't, doubt about but that. But you can't name the third one? The third agency of government. Yeah. I, would, I would do away with the education... Uh, the uh, <laughs> I, I, commerce, and let's see, I can't. The third one, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Uh, He's not. <laughs> it's so painful. This is not an informal gathering. When you watch the video of this, he's sitting. He's sitting to the right of Ron Paul, who is chomping at the fucking bit to get in there and finish the sentence but he doesn't want to help out the other guy. He's this guy is at the federal at the federal level in a campaign. What what is he doing? I don't know. If you're not sure of yourself, do not go for it unless you know the answer. It's the one thing that Mormon Mitt Romney <laughs> There you go. had going for him is that he was a polished debater. Mhm. Mm not masturbator presidential debater because that is harmful to your soul no well people like to lie about it too that's a little tease for a little later in the episode everybody yeah so rick perry come on in the water's warm buddy run for president the country needs you and the thing the is people need you i doubt it with dollamore 
needs you to run for president. Rick Perry's very funny and likable, which is... Well, a lot like George W. Bush was. Folksy. I mean, look, a lot of people hate him and think he's a war criminal, just a, an evil, evil man. But he was a folksy, good-natured guy. He just allowed his imaginary belief in God lead how he led, you know... He would pray for guidance on what decisions to make. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. Of course, we also have the dame, Michelle Bachman from Minnesota. I really, really hope she runs for president. Because she is also, uh, fuck. She, I mean, she's a nightmare of a human being. But politically, she is fodder going to be fodder for a lot of jokes and a lot of good times. Isn't she the United? United, that's right. Well, we've talked about it on the show. Yeah. She doesn't pronounce the word United States of America. She says United. But in this clip we're going to play, it was post-debate, someone had asked, Rick Perry had signed into law, a great law, I believe, signed into law, it mandatory for 11 and 12-year-old girls, I guess going into 6th grade or whatever, to be vaccinated with Gard Gard Gardasil. Yes, the is. Gardasil. Gardasil vaccine, mm -hmm. which is a vaccine against you can help me the out human here? papillomavirus. The HPV, that's right. Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of it. Which is, we're learning, a leading cause of cervical cancer, which is rising in prominence and killing hundreds of thousands of women. It's, it's a terrible, terrible... It's, what, it's also killing men with um, throat cancer and facial cancer. Oral cancer. Mm -hmm. Oral cancer, right. So... It's an important thing, and they've got a stranglehold on the vaccine for women. They know how to how to eradicate it. Brittany got the series of shots. I mean, it's in a series of shots. Yeah, three shots. It's also uh, young boys can get it too, and they recommend it for yeah. boys as well. Very. Listen, if you can take a vaccine to eliminate a certain flavor of cancer, wouldn't you want to do that? Anyway, she's one of these nutters, a fundamentalist Christian nutter butter who is going to try to spark up controversy and fear among the, amongst the electorate where it relates to this vaccine. And post-debate, she talks about it. So there's a woman who came up crying to me tonight after the debate. She said her daughter was given that vaccine. She told me her daughter suffered mental retardation as a result of that vaccine. That's great. Um, factual information. Someone ran up to you and told you that. So you're going to... Repeat that on national news. Yeah. What? Awesome. And also, she suffers mental retardation because of that vaccine. Yeah. Normal 12-year-old girl, normal teenage girl, you get a vaccine, mental retard. I mean, that's what she's saying. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Pick up a science book, you fucking idiot. Please. I'm begging you. And then last but certainly not least in our list of four is the clown, Rick Santorum. You aren't introducing people with their religion. Oh, Catholic Rick Santorum. There you go. Is he <laughs> talking about uh, throwing his hat in the ring for this upcoming presidential race? He's a hopeful by many. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't come out. None of them have really come out. I think the only person who's really declared is Peter King, who's a congressman from from uh new york what about marco rubio mm, not f officially declared no one really has he seems like he's the, the, gearing up though they're for sure gearing up but it's even even hillary hasn't declared yet officially declared and that's because 
they don't want their their steam to peter out. Hmm. They want there's a timing. They've got it down to a science. So when do you think the declarations will start? I'm not going to make predictions, but I would say. Where where are we now? This is June 2014. I would say June 2015. Oh, a year and a half out. Oh God. Yeah, well, I can't the, wait that long. The election is in November 2016. I can't so wait. So typically, that long. it's about 18 months. I would say. Oh. And it's it's going to be glorious. So anyway, Rick Santorum, Catholic Rick Santorum. I should have said fundamentalist Christian. Michelle Bachman, but Rick Santorum is talking about his views on abortion, especially where it relates to women who have been violently raped. In June, you said, quote, I believe that any doctor who performs an abortion should be criminally charged for doing so. You would allow no exceptions for cases of rape and incest. Polls have long shown that large majorities of Americans support at least some exceptions for abortion. Are your views too much even for many conservatives to support? You know, the Supreme Court of the United States, in a recent case, said that a man who committed rape could not be killed, would not be subject to the death penalty. Yet the child conceived as a result of that way could be. That to me sounds like a country that doesn't have its morals correct. That child did nothing wrong. That child is a... Is, The child is an innocent victim. To be victimized twice would be a horrible thing. It is an innocent human life. It is genetically human from the moment of conception and is a human life. And we in America should be big enough to try to surround ourselves and help women in those terrible situations who've been traumatized already, to put them through another trauma of an abortion. I think is, uh, is too much to ask. And so I would, I would absolutely stand and say that one violence is enough. Thank you, Senator. Uh, yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's to, to put her through another trauma after she was violently raped, to put her through another trauma of an abortion. That's the trauma. Yeah. What about the trauma of being impregnated by someone who raped you and then carrying it to full term and having to give it away? Carrying a rape baby. I mean... And also... He's not even accounting for the fact that he's he's putting his his religious dogma so up in our face relative to the it's from conception it's a life. Yep. He J gives he gives no credence to the fact that it, after three weeks it's just a cl a bloody clump of cells that could be passed by blowing your nose. He says it's genetically human from conception or whatever he says. What is it? A wildebeest or something? Like we understand what's going on. I don't. What is he trying to say there? You know, you know those epipens that kids carry around when because they're allergic to bees. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish there was an epipen for stupidity because I would stab him right in the fucking eye with it. Oh wow. Yeah. I don't think that's where it goes, but. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it goes in the thigh. Yeah. I thought it went in the eye. No, no, no. Well, that's where it would go with Rick Santorum. Uh, that might be good, though. It might help him see better. I, that that might be a quote. I need to be quoted on that, I think. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that's good. But it is it is kind of insulting to women that they always do this viewpoint where it's, let's just forget about the the woman and her feelings, her situation, and just focus on, you know, this this... Well... 
they, they don't they never talk about sorry they never talk about if you catch it early because obviously if you're pregnant or i'm sorry obviously if you get raped you can immediately take the morning B, after morning pill. after pl pill plan b whatever the, there are drugs and hormone type tra treatments that will eliminate or or prevent to, altogether a, a pregnancy which is funny because these people are also against that so right. it's wait you don't yeah, want yeah. the abortion to happen but you also don't want the morning after pill that prevents the pregnancy if the woman's already pregnant the morning after pill will have zero effect right zero it's a strong dose of birth control so if you're already pregnant you're screwed but they're also against that well that's going to prevent abortion so what are you talking about catholics well, it's the same thing that happens relative like with with um these people who don't want to allow a 14 year old girl to get to, to have an abortion but then once they force her to have the baby, then it's, hey, fuck you. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can't have welfare. You can't right. have food stamps. Right. And look, our social our social safety net, welfare and those type of programs, they do need reform. I really do believe that. But you can't have it fucking both ways, Rick Santorum. For sure. it's You will get an EpiPen right in the eye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same. Look, it's uh, our political system. It's why we get made fun of so much. And I think we have a great political system. I'm not shitting on it at all. But we do get made fun of by other countries. Like the people who write Veep, that show on HBO. Yeah. They're Brits, the people who write that show. And they're making fun of our political system by writing these characters. And the, the, it's kind of a satire of, of what we've got going on because they think it's laughable. Yeah, which is embarrassing. But if these people would just be more reasonable and, you know, like the points we just made, they're very good. <laughs> Narcissistic. <laughs> but um, they just need to be more reasonable. If you don't want abortions to happen, well, then what are the things that prevent abortions? The morning after pill. Access to the morning after pill. Sex education, how to prevent pregnancies, Access what safe sex control. is. Yes. And they're against those things. These uber religious people are also against birth control. Well, he, he's quoted as saying that he doesn't believe birth control works. He, he says that, well, not just him, but his type. All these people who need an EpiPen for stupidity jammed into their fucking eye socket. They say Ouch. things like, they say things like, relative to everything being black and white, that... You, only abstinence that's what you teach if you teach birth control or if you if you talk about birth control it's giving kids carte blanche to just go fuck their to their little hearts content yeah that's not what it's about it's about thinking on your feet and being proactive and understanding that just because you preach ab abstinence and you don't give the other side kids aren't just gonna oh I don't know about the what's going to happen. I've only been ta taught abstinence, so I I don't know how to have sex. They know how to have sex. They're going to have sex. You may as well give them the tools. Yes, for sure. I think Elizabeth Smart had something really profound to say about this because she's against abstinence only teaching. Elizabeth Smart is obviously the Mormon, Mormon Elizabeth Smart. <laughs> yes, who was kidnapped and held hostage and raped. for how long was she held? I don't remember. A um, long time. Was, yeah, 
a year or two. And she was, you know, saved. And now she is outspoken about her abduction. And, and she talks about it. And she was raped several times. And she talks about she, how... She was like a second wife to that pervert. Yeah. Yeah. She talks about being in school and her teacher telling her that having sex is like chewing gum and every time you have sex you become a chewed up piece of gum i'm i'm paraphrasing here because i'm right, not right, reading right. the exact quote but she talks about how her teacher was explaining it like this and she was thinking oh i don't want to be this chewed up piece of gum i don't want to be you well know. everybody can can relate to that because if you've chewed on a piece of gum for a long long time there are certain kinds of gum that just they turn into liquid they just disappear so she's in her mind thinking that there's only so much sex you can have because it ruins you. Exactly. And so when she was being raped by this guy. Right. Emotionally, she, she's just thinking, I'm being ruined. She. That's what she said. She said that she started to internalize it and start telling herself, who's going to want me now? Yeah. I'm a chewed up piece of bubble gum. No one's going to want me now. And I hope that teacher reads that quote and thinks, God damn, I'm a prick. Because... Yeah. We don't need to be putting this on kids and saying this. Sex is normal. They're going to do it. Let's not make it a shameful, weird thing, turning into this weird thing. It's beyond normal. It's a biological determinism. It, it happens. It, it must happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully that teacher jammed an EpiPen right into their fucking eye. I hope they did something bad to themselves because they deserve it. <laughs> Poor Elizabeth well, Smart. Well, it's this, look, it's the same thing here, like the black and white, and one side's going to fall. It's like this whole Bo Bergdahl thing. Yeah. No one knows any fucking thing that happened yet. Yeah. We, we do know he left post. We know that. We know that he might have been a little kooky. Something's up. Something's up with a kid. Yeah. Um, he, may have been a tra he may have been a traitor. He may have. He may be a deserter. Maybe. But we don't know yet. But... Typically, like every other fucking thing that happens, it's like grabbing a deck of cards and splashing them into the air everywhere, and you've got a line, and all the red cards fall on one side, and all the black cards fall on the other. And that's exactly how this thing has gone down. It goes down with the abortion debate, with sex ed debate. It's just a political party. It's the fucking game that they play. And the same thing, and that'll just transition us, I guess, to the Bo Bergdahl thing, is, look, Rush Limbaugh... The reason he's made $500 million or whatever giant Scrooge McDuck pile of money he has in his secret lair. Is it because he loves prescription drugs? No, he has less money because of the prescription drugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he, he's not that wealthy and successful because he takes stances like I'm getting ready to make. He, 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 he takes stances by saying shit that's polarizing. I'm saying what's logical is let's wait and withhold judgment because none of us fucking know unless you were with him in his platoon and those guys are starting to come out and they have compelling evidence. They have compelling viewpoints. I am telling my stance would be, look, I'm tending to believe that something was up and that the guy probably needs to be punished, but I'm not yet ready to make the determination that he's a traitor and that he's a deserter. There's also all these people out there that are saying that, well, six guys died out there looking for him. Yeah, well, you have to go look for him. Even if you know he... Look, let's put it this way. You have to go look for him because he's an American who is in the hands of Al-Qaeda, 
who's in the hands of the Hatani network. You have to do it because he's either giving them secrets because he's a piece of shit traitor and you have to get him or he's a loyal soldier who's been captured and you have to go get him because you don't leave any man behind. Yeah. That either either way it shakes out, you've got to send troops to go get him. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. All of you knee-jerk radical right-wingers who are calling this kid a traitor. Oh, he should just be shot because he left post. Shut the fuck up. Many of the comments that I'm seeing are from people who never served also. And the military is one of those things that if you don't know about the military, it's probably best to shut the fuck up because it's completely different than anything you've experienced. But I think Jesse D knows because... Oh, if you don't know, I was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> oh, we need to stop doing that every time we do it. I wasn't going to do it until you just did it. All right. So listen, if you're wondering what you should believe relative to this story, it's you don't know yet. And you're going to wait until the military susses out some details. And it'll be done relatively quickly because you can't tell me that in five years while he was captive, there weren't. Be investigations being done to find out what the deal was for sure they're gonna know he hasn't even seen his fucking parents yet he's he's being debriefed they're fine they're getting to the bottom of this yeah i do think it's funny that everyone is finding their sides they're going to their side the people they normally get their information from they're just believing what those people are saying and they're just falling into line like they always do and it's embarrassing people who do that should feel embarrassed yeah, that yeah, they yeah. do that yeah rather than waiting for the facts rather than waiting until they have all the information it's instead of just you know ann coulter says something on tv you love ann coulter you know, no, no, I don't love Ann. Coulter. No, I'm not saying you do. Oh, okay. I didn't want the audience to be confused. or whoever it may be, John Stewart, <laughs> Ann Coulter, Hannity, whoever it might be. Just because someone you like is saying something, you don't need to adopt that opinion. You Absolutely. don't need. You don't need to adopt that point of view. Unless it's me. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> not knowing should be something that uh, a lot of people feel about many different things, there not is, just this situation. There is no shame in saying. I don't know yet because I don't have enough information to make an informed decision. Yeah. There's no shame in that. And that's where I am with this. I don't know yet. I'm tending to believe that something was up and that he probably was not that great a guy. But I also, there's evidence that he was kind of a kook. He was homeschooled. He's kind of a truth wiener, Kevin Swanson kind of guy. He wanted to join the French Foreign Legion. He wanted to, st he was writing like Jason Bourne type fan fiction with him as the main character. He he's a weird cat. He's not a normal dude. So let's reserve judgment. We'll fucking find out sooner or later what's going on. There there's no need to become some kind of a fucking expert on Bo Bergdahl when you don't know your ass <laughs> from your fucking elbow. Wait. And if you wait, you'll be a cool cat. All right. Start shitting on my lingo too. <laughs> He's a, what was that? Was it uh, Brian Williams? Yeah, in 30 Rock. Brian Williams was on 30 Rock one time, and I turned to Brittany and I say, you know, uh, <laughs> Brian Williams is a real cool cat, you know, or something. What did yeah, I say? Yeah, that's exactly what you said, except for you were not smiling. You were being 100% serious, and I just laughed my ass off. Well, he's a real cool cat. Evidently, he is. It's well known that Brian Williams 
is a pretty cool cat. Well known by you. <laughs> All right, let's let's take it down a notch on the heavy shit. Many of you may know who Nate Silver is. I'm always wanting to call him Adam Silver now. <laughs> Many of you may know who Nate Silver is. He is a political. Well, he's not a strategist. He's not a uh, he's not a talking head. He's a, a statistician, and he started his own i think he works for espn now too but he started his own website called 538 all spelled out yeah number it's not numbers it's it's letters spelling out the numbers 538.com and they do statistical analysis and they make it super it's a very nerdy very numbers based game that they play but they make it interesting well they do all news stories from a statistics point of view yes and it's awesome so they did. I tell you what, you go ahead and you tell them what they did. Cuz this is this is awesome and I want I don't want to fuck it up. Well, one of they one of their stories that they do regularly is kind of like an advice column, but since everything on the website is based on statistics, even the advice column is. So people will write in and ask a question and say, "Am I normal?" And then whatever their question is, they compare it to whatever study they can find that, you know, will tell them if they're normal. So someone wrote in and he is a male. His name is Brandon. He's 31 years old from New York. He says, I masturbate eight times per week. Am I normal? Okay. So <laughs> the person who does this column, her name is Mona Chalabi. Yep. Mona Chalabi. Yes. And... She decided to pull a study and analyze the data, or I mean, go through the study and see what data they analyzed to give him an answer. And it's very interesting because it is full of liars. Yeah, I was going to, I was just going to say that. What's interesting about it is how ashamed people are that they, that they, that they jerk it because there are some serious, serious liars. So let's, let's do this just to make this kind of an organized talk here. Let's run down the age groups. Well, first, I'll, I'll just say the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior from Indiana University, that's where the study is from that she's looking at. It is the largest nationally representative study of sexual and sexual health behaviors ever fielded. And between March and May of 2009, they collected data from 5,865 Americans between 14 and 94 years old. 14 and 94, asking them about jerking it. Yes. And it was broken <laughs> into seven categories, age groups, seven age groups, and men and women, and then five different times, amount per week. Oh, right. Okay. So the age groups, 18 to 24, 25 to 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49, 50 to 59, 60 to 69, and 70 plus. We're just going to talk about the ones that we find kind of interesting, though. And we'll put a link up to the site so you can check out, look at the details yourself. Yeah. So the thing, let's first of all, right away, let's address who the dirty, filthy liars are. Okay, let's start with the 18 to 24-year-old males. What percentage, now this is, I'm just kind of a spoiler alert here on myself, that almost 20% of 18 to 24-year-old men, now listen to that, I want to say that again because it's impactful, almost 20% of 18 to 
of 18 to 24-year-old men said they haven't jerked it within the last year. Mm -hmm. That, my friends, is what you call bullshit. (laughs) Definitely a little suspicious. I've jerked it twice while just sitting here in the last 35 or 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was surreptitiously jerking it, apparently, because I did not notice. While the clips play, I rub one out. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Especially when Michelle Bachman talks. Mm. Her voice just is soothing to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like like an Al Green song. Oh, wow. Or a Barry White song. I bet her voice has never been described like that before. Let's get it together, baby. United States, baby. All right. That's enough of that. So the other thing I find interesting about this study is that they're asking 70-year-old men about their frequency with which they touch their peen. Yeah. It's a little disturbing to think about because you don't want to think of your, you know, elderly- Your grandpa. People like this- And 1.7% of 70 plus men said that they masturbate more than four times per week. 2%. 2% more than four times a week. Yikes. Well, they're probably retired. They got a lot of time on their hands. Right? Yeah, they definitely have something on their hands. (laughs) (laughs) Or in their hands. I don't know. Goddamn, that was awesome. I set you right up for that. Yeah, you did. Thanks. I didn't even, uh, I love when shit happens and we're not even planning it. Yeah. So women are less interesting in this study. I mean, because their masturbatory habits are probably less than men generally. Yeah. And I don't, I also didn't find anything abnormal about the numbers other than it's a bummer that they don't do it more. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's healthy. Get down on it, ladies. Get down on it. It's healthy. It's a healthy thing. Yes. And I think more women are uptight about it because they're they're told it's dirty and also your guys equipment is just fucking bonkers complicated. You you need like a, a physics degree, nuclear physics degree to figure out how to fucking get that shit working. Yeah, whatever. It, it it's trust me. I know cuz I've played with both. It's difficult. Our equipment utilitarian it's easy yours is like putting together a piece of fucking ikea furniture very very difficult yeah apparently it's difficult to put together ikea furniture (laughs) so another study from 538 well it's not another study from 538 another study reported in 538 that's the other thing that i really like about this is the, the website, Nate Silver's website, is the fact that they, what they do is they pull existing studies and utilize the data from those studies and, and use it and apply it to questions and apply it to decisions. Nate Silver's a guy that during the last presidential election, he was 50 for 50 on what states were going to go which way in the presidential election. Yes. He completely shit in the mouth heavy and deeply into the mouth of Karl Rove, who... That's a great thing. ...made a jackass of himself even more than he normally does with Megyn Kelly during the Fox News coverage of the, the, the returns. When Fox News called the race for Obama, he threw a fit. He threw a fucking tantrum and almost stomped off set because he thought it was too early. But the statisticians, the numbers people, they knew it was statistically impossible for Romney to catch up. But Nate Silver was so good 
he called 50 for 50. He knew he called it early on too. It was awesome. Very awesome. So he, they did another thing about baby's first curse words. Yes. What was your first word? Do you remember? Do you know? Egalitarianistic. Right. Yeah. Right. I was, I was a smart guy who really loves equality. <laughs> I don't believe that for some reason. What? What? Yeah. what? That I was smart or I really love equality? So you don't remember your first word? Of course I don't remember my first word. Okay. That's disappointing. So What was your first word? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Pro- probably asshole, if we're being honest. <laughs> so what they are talking about in this article about baby's first profanity is a study that was published last year in the American Journal of Psychology, which collected data about the emergence of adult-like swearing in children. The authors Timothy J. and Kristen J. recorded observations of children aged 1 through 12 and adults using taboo utterances, which were described as either offensive words and phrases like fuck, insults or name-calling like douchebag, and clinical terms like penis, as well as abusive expressions like I hate you. So they're considering penis a... a an inappropriate utterance? I don't understand. Well, it's a they're they're using it to describe an offensive word and phrase, but they classified that as a clinical term. Okay, okay. They so, make a distinction. Okay. Yeah, so the kid might be I mean, they're not giving a lecture on the penis anatomy. Right, right. A one or twelve year old right. kid. All right. So one to twelve year old kid. So the study found that overall boys had a slightly larger repertoire of bad words than girls. Yeah, get on it, boys. 95 compared to 80, but that 95 words compared to 80 words, but that repertoire varied by age. By age three or four, girls were using girls were using 40 taboo words while boys were using 34. But among seven and eight-year-olds, boys were using 45, and the number of bad words for girls slipped down to 25. So there's kind of a frequency distribution of the different words, Uh which is interesting to look at. Yeah. And this is clinical, you guys, so I'm only cussing because it's a study, all right? So fuck seems to be relatively popular right off the bat. I dig it. I'm down. And then it drops back down during three to four years of age and then goes back up a little bit for five and six-year-olds, remains the same for seven to eight-year-olds. And then you just see it skyrocket when you're 11 to 12 years old. So they're just getting down on the dirty words by 11 to 12. I think that's when you kind of assert independence from your parents more than you ever have at about that age. You're getting ready to go to junior high. You're, you know, yeah, you got to... Let those motherfuckers know. Yeah, and this this frequency chart that we'll put on the Facebook page features fuck, poopy, shit, bitch, oh my god, and jerk. And shit seems to be the most popular one throughout the ages. I I love that jerk is in there. When growing up, (laughs) this is a funny story. Uh, One of my best friends growing up, Jackie, she'll remember this story. We were we were very active in the church, so we weren't big cussers, and or maybe you know it slipped once in a while. But the name Jackie could call me anything, and it wouldn't bother me. But if she ever called me a jerk, it really really got to me. There was a time, it would I would draw it would bring me to tears. 
It, it Are would, you serious? Yes. A ab- jerk? Absolutely. J- you can talk. Listen, I want you to go on Facebook tonight and you message her. And you can go right now and go do this and ask her, what's the one name that if you called Jesse as a kid that really, really bothered him? That made him cry. Yes. It's it's the power of Jesus, everybody. It was bizarre. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But wow. It was the one word that really, really got under my skin. Apparently. So thanks a lot, Jackie, for calling me a jerk all the time. Yeah. That's really nice. Maybe she's such a jerk she's not even listening right now. Ooh, that's probably <laughs> true. How old were you guys when that was going on? Um, I probably would have been about 14 or 15. Mm. It would have been about, you know. It's a little out of the age age range here, oh, so okay. I, I can't I can't see if that's normal. But mm. I can tell you it's not normal. Yeah, because we were multiple times in the church weekly, which in and of itself. Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, not whatever. normal. Yeah, it's abnormal. Yeah. So they compared the results in this study to one from the 1980s and found out that kids are swearing more than they used to and adults are swearing a lot more than they used to. And the two most commonly used curse words, which are fucking shit in the 2013 or sometimes fucking shit. Yeah. In the 2013, in the 2013 study, adults used curse words, fucking shit 41% more than they I think did Brittany 27 means, years ago. I think Brittany means fuck and shit. Not fucking shit. Ah, fucking shit. Yes. By contrast, children ages 1 through 12 said those two words 10% more than they did in the 80s. So there's a lot more cussing going on. We had a bring your sibling to school day one time in high school. And I brought my youngest brother, Zachary. He must have been, let's see, I was probably 17. I would think I was a senior. 17, so he probably would have been about 14. Um, I mean, sorry, he probably would have been about four years old mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> we had him saying Zachary was super, I mean, at four years old, what's scuba self-contained underwater breathing apparatus? What's laser light amplification by the simulated emission of radiation. Zachary was awesome. He was like a fucking sideshow freak show act that you just brought around and people paid money to see. Yeah. But what was great about it is he, he would cuss for you. He was just, he was awesome. So another little shout out. Another and, high school story too. And he's still awesome and very smart. Super smart. <laughs> and I guess it's because of me since I drilled all that good information into his head. Right. Yeah. I'm taking credit for that, Zach. Good to go. Huh? I like those studies. In fact, I think we're going to start pulling more, more stories from... 538.com with Nate Silver. Well, and the nice thing is you can't typically rely on science reporting. You can't typically rely upon science reporting in the news, in the regular news, because they don't just choose studies that are, you know, sound. Well, they they, they choose studies that they can apply a salacious headline to or a, a radical headline to. Exactly. You know, one I can think of most recently was that um, gluten-free people uh, are wrong. There's nothing wrong with them. They have a made-up issue that they... What, what was the headline that was Something going around? Something like that, 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 that it's mo- mostly in their head or... Yeah, whatever it was. And then I pull the study and it's like 40 people. They, and I'm not even joking. Right, they, they surveyed 40 people. 
so it's not reliable. There's not enough of a sample size to make that kind of a determination. And everyone's sharing it, and it's like, come on, everybody, go look at how many people were in it. Just start there. Just well, and, start there, please. And we are not gluten-free people. Oh no, at all. I think there is some kind of a weird gluten fad going, anti-gluten fad going on right now. But if you're going to rely on studies to prove your point, you need to rely on accurate studies. And studies that are reputable. Yeah. So the good thing about 538 is that when they do a news article, they news. News, they use data and studies that are, you know, actually Vast. worth something. You know, like 5,800 people or whatever. Yeah. The kids who say fuck. Yeah. 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 Well, with that, I think we're going to we're going to wrap it up. This has been episode 27. Again, listen, we absolutely appreciate your support. And your listenership. Um, other than last week, which was kind of an abbreviated bullshit episode because of our our uh, our move, um, we're back at it. We're going to be bringing you great content. Hopefully, well, I think we're we're starting to coin the phrase "news" and "ridiculous comment," and that's going to be the mantra going forward. Uh, we love each and every one of you. We we appreciate the time that you spend listening to that which we record. Um, if you really want to, to make a mark, go leave, go leave, uh, for in perpetuity, you can leave your, your mark on the iTunes or the Stitcher page and give us a rate or a review. If you really want to support the show, go buy a book or a piece of furniture on iTunes because they sell just about everything. Yeah. They I don't do. think you can buy pharmaceuticals. Otherwise I'd tell you to go buy your birth control and your plan B kits because we would love to have you safe and taking care of yourself. Um, I've never heard of the Plan B kits, but they sound really cool. A, is it a, not a kit? Is it nah, a, it's, it's just like a pack a, of pills. It's like, oh shit. It's a pack of pills. Hey, I meant pack of pills. The rubber broke. I need a Plan B kit. <laughs> no? No. Hmm. That's, a, that's a cool uh, skit that well, someone could do, here's though. here's the deal. Maybe the Plan B people need to market their product a little better mm -hmm. and call it a kit. Yeah, that might be wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not even paying attention to anything. That was just an automatic response while you type and look at the computer. You know what? I'm getting ready to post something on the Facebook page. That is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> oh, is. Hand on the hip, all satisfied with herself. All right, we're going to leave it at that. Get us on Facebook. Listen. 657-464-7609 is the number. I'll say it again for good measure. 657-464-7609. That is the number. Call and leave us a voicemail. Call and goof on us. Call. Just call the fucking number for the love of all that is holy and good. Don't make me stick an EpiPen in your fucking eye. For Brittany Page... I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. Someone quote him on that for the love of God. I wish there was an EpiPen for stupidity, because I would stab him right in the fucking eye with it.